All right, all right, all right. Happy New Year, everybody. We're back at it. It's 2019. We've got a brand new face. This is Paul DeBruzzo with the Rockstar. <laughs> um, Paul, you have a good New Year? Yeah, great New Year. Yeah, did uh, you, you, I know you've got a property out of Turks and Caicos. Um, yes. You were there uh, over the holiday? We were there in uh, early December, just getting set up for the, uh, for the winter season. Winter season, obviously, the, it's probably the most popular season. Very, very, very busy uh, on the island. And uh, we just had to go there, make sure our property manager was set up, uh, make sure the house was in order, and then uh, we came home real quick. You doing Airbnb there? Or? Yeah, Airbnb, VRBO, actually. Nice. It's a beautiful uh, looking place. I, saw I prefer it VRBO, actually. I yeah, use it all the time. Me too. For the booking part, I think yeah, it's yeah. more seamless, but uh, Airbnb seems to be uh, the more popular thing. But we actually get 50-50. Interesting. Very, very even. Yeah. So we got a, a, a single, almost like a cottage. Yeah. I wouldn't say single family home. No basement, obviously, because it's the Caribbean. Yeah. yeah. Two bedroom, two bath, like kitchen, living room, uh, dining room, and then a big outdoor kind of screened in patio for like the bugs and stuff. We put lights up in the patio and uh, it's popular with uh, like families with kids. Yeah. It's a very expensive island. So if you want us to go there with two kids and stay on the beach, you're a good flight. You're a good deal on a flight and then you've got a spot there. And you're, oh, you're what's, what's, the, what's the cost on the beach? On the beach with like two kids and like two, three bedroom condo, you're in like two to 5,000 a night. A night. A night. Expensive. Wow. Yeah. A night. Actually, we're going to say Mars, it's a lot less than that. It's one of the nicest <laughs> beaches in the world, right? It's number one, number two beach in the world. Yeah, it's beautiful. crazy. Calm waters. Yeah, beautiful bay, Grace Bay. Yeah, yeah. So our place is, you know, 300 a night. So we wow. got a lot of families. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I was there, jeez, my God. My wife and I were there. For the First World War. <laughs> 20 years ago. Oh yeah, years ago. Yeah. yeah, on a wow. boat cruise, we we stopped there. And oh, you, it was st- you stopped in. Um, well, they shuttle you in this little dinghies because the ships can't get right there, right? Yeah, you, but you you guys went to the. There's another island there. You know, uh, the the cruise ships don't go directly to Providencialis. Oh, all. okay, it was a different island. Yeah, yeah you guys yeah. go to a different island. Yeah, but it's uh, it's it's a lot of Canadians. Believe yeah, it or not. almost half the population is Canadian. There's only really? like thirty five thousand people, but uh, I'd say. Was that the island they were thinking of introducing Canadian currency yet? They were they were talking about annexing it. Yeah, yeah, but that's a long story. I mean, long story short, it didn't happen because we, we couldn't. Canada couldn't really provide benefits to the islands that they wanted. Right? Okay. They had just gotten their freedom, let's call it, from the the British, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Well, why would we join up with you if you can't do anything for us?" Yeah, yeah. You know it was I mean? added value, right? Yeah, I mean, but there's already Canadians there anyway. Well, the only difference yeah. is you're using U.S. dollars. So I, don't I have a client who retired two years ago. She retired. Very well-known executive, but I'll keep her nameless. But uh, long story short is um, she uh, kept her house here and built a house on the beach in Turks. Duplex, rents at the bottom. Yep. Uh, that's two separate one-bedroom units. She's looking for young couples. Like, that's her demographic. Yep. And then upstairs, uh, she's got a whole top floor to herself and her husband. He's an electrician. He you know kicks around the island, does a couple of side jobs, mm-hmm. keeps himself busy. And they love it. Like they haven't been back. I think it's, it's been over a year. They haven't come back. It's uh, it's like a small town. Like I, I, I we went there in December. We we had dinner uh, with a, a new friend we had met. We met a bunch of new people there. Mm. And the next day, I see the people I met at the grocery store. It's that kind of place, right? Tiny, right like, yeah. hey, That's I just awesome. saw you last night. Yeah. <laughs> Does it feel like the culture has been taken away by all the tourism and everything? No, no, I don't think so. The the locals are are super nice, <clears throat> and uh, you know, good culture. They, Is there a local language outside of English? I think the, the they, they speak that Antoine. kind of Creole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the official kind yeah. of thing, mm, but uh, yeah. super nice people, man. So, Paul, I'm sorry, I didn't give you a proper uh, introduction. So, Paul DeBruzzo is with Rockstar. He's a real estate agent with an investor focus. 
He's at a solid team. He's our go-to whenever we need uh, real estate uh, investing advice and when we have clients who are looking to do that. So what we thought would be appropriate giving that was the first rant of the year is just, you know, what are your thoughts? I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. I don't know if you want to give us a, a quick background, but what are your thoughts going into 2019 on real estate? You know, where were we last year and what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, year? actually big changes. But I'll give you a quick background. So I, I mean, I, I started off as an investor. I believe me, I didn't start off as a, as a realtor. I, uh, I bought my first house when I was uh, 24 years old in uh, good old Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Back then when... Uh, Nobody, nobody was uh, like cheering eight, for Hamilton. Let's eight, say for like eighty grand. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was still it was still single family home on the Hamilton Mountain, uh, two hundred and forty grand. Wow! And you guys would appreciate this. We we put in the the schedule A that we we the seller was to give us a credit for closing costs, which we could never do now. No, yeah, you <laughs> oh, can no do chance. Well, good old days, eh? <laughs> no chance. Yeah. No chance. And uh, so, yeah, that was my first property and we, we continued to buy a bunch more and eventually um, ended up getting my real estate license for myself because I, I had decided that I was going to continue to, you know, build my own portfolio. Yeah. And, you know, in the end, who's going who's gonna to represent you the best? And I had to raise my own hand, right? And then it just kind of grew out of that, you know, my business as a, let's call it an investor-focused realtor, you know, and I was working... You know, for myself for a number of years, and I ended up meeting David and, and Hugo, and did a bunch of deals together. And in the last, uh, say, 24 months, uh, we, we got so busy that we had to build a team. We hired, uh, you know, two administration assistants. We got uh, four realtors now, plus myself. And you guys also do regular meetings. Yeah, we meet with, every with Monday. Your, your clients. Yeah, with our clients. Yeah. We got Andrew there. Who you guys know, Andrew. Yeah. And um, we do uh, we do a monthly kind of lunch and learn. We change the topic kind of every month just to kind of spice it up a little bit. And oh, that's cool. Where do you guys do that? At our office in uh, in Oakville. In Oakville? Yeah, we have like a, a little training center. If it's about 50 people comfortably. And oh, we, cool. we, we fill it up every month. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's good. We change it up every time. And ne next month, in, uh, we sent out one email for January. Got 30 people signed up instantly. Wow. So it's becoming very popular. Nice. And um, you guys should come in and... Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, if you wanna come in, check it out. Yeah. 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 yeah, you guys come in. Next. Let us know, what, so what's the topic this month? Uh, this month, uh, probably don't wanna hear this one. This month we're doing financing. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we should definitely be there. <laughs> this month we're doing financing, and next month uh, I'm bringing in my accountant, David, and we're also gonna bring in uh, either a property manager or some expert in the field to talk about how cannabis and the whole legalization is, yeah. is kind of affecting investors. So that's gonna be a popular one It is gonna be a big that's impact cool. on investors, yeah, yeah. for sure. So- we have some munchies there? Sorry? We have some munchies at that one? I can. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about that later. It's legal, I guess. So what, so what do you think about last year? What was the market like? So uh, yeah, funny, last year, 17 going into 2018, I, I was just getting my team together and I'm t I was telling them, guys, 18 is gonna be slow start. Yeah. And it was, yeah. you know, yeah, for most people. Yeah. And this year, I'm finding so far, even though we're, what would it be, nine to eight days in? I think it's number, today's the eighth. Totally opposite. Yeah. Not that we're screaming crazy busy, because this is typically a slower time, mm -hmm. the first couple of weeks, but we're, we're not nearly in that kind of do nothing phase like yeah, we were yeah, last yeah, year, yeah. right? Yeah. There's a little Things more confidence, I think. There's a little bit more, a little bit more stability, I would say. Yeah. 
And the clients that were kind of looking before Christmas, before we kind of shut down for that, are you know right back at the table. Yeah. And that was not true last year. There's all. a motivation this year. The customer, yeah. The clients want to move this forward. Is, this yeah. is actually one of my favorite times of year as an investor myself. Never mind for clients because there's there's always less listings in inventory now yeah. for investment grade type of property. There's also less buyers out there. Yeah. And if less there's competition, yeah. less competition. So for guys like me who are basically hunters in the market. My, my prey's out there and no one's looking, right? That's right. Negotiate yeah. those closing costs. I can negotiate, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is my specialty. So um, I always tell people, I mean, even though, you know, you're putting the kids back in school, it's not that you're not really in that frame of mind. It's, it's a good time to keep your eyes yeah. kind of out there, right? I know I'm a salesperson. Don't believe anything I tell you, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. So you should always go against the trend, right? You know, that's, that's how you make part. money, right? And yeah. you make money really when you buy. And I find, and I mean, I, I can't prove this scientifically at all, but. I find, especially this time of year, January, February, things trend with the weather. Yes. If, it's, if the weather is absolute garbage, nobody wants to go out and see property. Oh, you're right. That's, motivated, right? Yeah. That's a good point. Obviously. Yeah. Now, there are some investors who don't need to go out and see stuff to buy a property. They'll buy them just on the site. And those guys will buy on numbers and make it conditional and yeah, you know, yeah. do our due diligence afterward. But for the most part, the residential stuff, you got to see stuff. Right? Yeah. You're not going to buy a site unseen. So if there's a big snowstorm and we're, we're buried in snow for a week. Yeah, nobody wants to go out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, this, that's, that's when you get the all-wheel drive and go and look at it. Because that's you the, you're going to be the only that's one That's why I bought the, the new SUV. Park on top of the mountain. Yeah. yeah. So it's, a, it's a point, yeah, right? it's, you know what? It's, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm glad we, uh, I'm trying to find the way. We're, we're, we're more stable than we were last year. Yeah, yeah. Right? And uh, I'm not so much afraid that kind of prices are dipping. I think last year, especially in the 2017 you know, prices were increasing dramatically. Yeah. It, it was almost too much. And, you know, I appreciate it as an investor. We made some gains, but kind of gave a little bit of it back. Yeah. I think long term for a healthy market, you know, we want gains. We want them to be consistent and manageable, yeah. not insanity. Volatility yeah. is not kind of. Yeah, it, looks, it seems like things are stabilized. Like 18 was extremely volatile, it seemed. And now oh. it seems kind of balanced out. And what do you think about 19, though? This year. 19, um, I, I can see some markets, some high-end markets still taking some time. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking like multi-million dollar residential markets yeah. taking some time to still stabilize. Yeah. I, I live in Oakville, so uh, most of Oakville's kind of expenses, especially south of the highway there. Yeah. And still I'm seeing some of that, you know, 1.5 to 2.5 to 3 million. Like it's taking time for those things to sell, as it should. Yeah, it's a higher market. But for a while there in 18, like it was... Forget it. Yeah, they the were just beginning sitting. of 18 was pretty They were sitting and insane. sitting and sitting and sitting. And I think the same is true in a lot of kind of localized markets in Toronto. Under a million bucks, you're probably going to see a lot of activity. Yeah. Well, the, the financing stuff changed for things Last over year. a million yeah. dollars, right? They would yeah. only finance 50% of it couple over years, a million. Yeah, yeah. Was that yeah. a couple years yeah. ago? Yes. That was at the end of uh, 16. I, I, but I found there was no effect. It was into very little effect. Into, into 2017, yeah. but into 2018, it all made it all made. I think it was also psychological a little bit too, because yes. people were like, it's all over the news, this must affect me. I mean, it did have an effect, but I think it wasn't as extreme, because a lot of people continued to qualify it. Um, and yeah, you're, you're over the million dollar mark. It's a smaller market of people looking after. Well, the stress test cap, the rate went up, mm -hmm. you know, with, with interest rates, so you know, so it made it a little bit more difficult. Lenders became a little more reluctant to give exceptions, right? So. Yeah. It's just the appetite for the market. Is yeah, they pulled a back right? a little bit, you, you know? know. And a lot of lenders have come out and announced that they're like banks have announced that they're they're trying to shift their their, their focus 
away from as, uh, from mortgages, as, you know, versus historically where they were fully focused on on credit. Two things I, I saw there that I noticed is one with that, and it's harder for people who are moving up from a million to a million and a half to get the deal done. It is, yeah, hundred percent. There's, sure, well, there's people that are in million dollar homes that. And couldn't even qualify for the mortgage they have, let alone getting another one. With right? the new rules, yeah. Because they were qualifying on a five-year fixed rate of two per point something. Now they're qualifying at, at six. Five, yeah. Five point nine, yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. Crazy math. But the, the, the properties over three million, three million, four million, nothing. Like not, not affected because yeah, those people have yeah, yeah, yeah. money that does not affected by any well, interest there's rate. Two type, well, there's three types of buyers. There's the buyer who's probably a very sophisticated, complex buyer who with the right representation can still get financing. And we have clients like that too. We have clients who bought- really self-employed guys. Well, the clients who are this very high net worth, don't show a lot on paper in comparison to their cost of living, but they're buying six, $8 million homes and condos and stuff like that, which we have clients like that, but they're usually putting on 50%, 75%. They're putting on large down payments through their corporate financials, we can justify serviceability. And let's face it, you're dealing with a very small pool of lenders that can actually give them that, that credit yeah. facility. So it's very sophisticated. And then you have the other investor, the other individuals who are buying cash just because yeah, they require cash and they just have they, the they sold worth. a home for two and a half million, they have some money in the bank and it's like, you know, I'm gonna buy this cash, I have the net worth for yeah. it. And then you have the other ones, which were the, the foreign buyers. And I think the, the non-residency changes mm -hmm. uh, and the whole non, and, and the equity investors who were buying strictly on equity, that's gone. And yeah. that's really what shifted the market is there were a lot of people that were relying strictly on equity financing. The fact that, hey, I have a large down payment, you should give me a mortgage, regardless of what I earn, gone. that's gone. Yeah, yeah. 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 you know, uh, and, and most lenders are not, there's no like it's gonna come back. That was a big shift. For, for the investors, people. for the, you know, regular everyday investor who's buying a single family home, or a duplex or a triplex in you know secondary and tertiary markets like Hamilton, Niagara, Kitchener, mm -hmm. Barrie, stuff well, overall. Niagara with the GO train, that's gonna be exciting, eh? Yeah, the stuff that up to 500 grand, a lot of them have been kind of kicked down in there what they're able to qualify for because of the new kind yep. of stress test. But um, those markets, uh, did, did, we didn't see any tailing off at all, like zero, nothing. Anything over under 600, under 500 that, that could produce cash flow. Gone, 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 gone. As long as it's priced right and yeah, done yeah. properly, represented well, it was just gone. What, what would you wow. say to someone brand new? They're like, you know what, 2019, I've got a, a New Year's resolution to buy real estate. Um, they've got a little capital. What would you say to that person right now? You know, they might own a home, right? themselves up. Looking to buy their first investment. They own one home, their primary residence. They've got a little bit of money, let's say in a HELOC or something, mm -hmm. and they want to go out, you know, what, what sort of advice would you give to those guys who are sitting on the fence still? Never mind as a realtor and salesperson, let's try and take that hat off for a second. As an investor myself, the first you thing you- have. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> there, thanks. <Very> good. <laughs> the first thing you got to do is really assess your resources. I mean, in, and you, you need some kind of capital one way or another to, to go out and buy that first property, the first investment property. Now, it can be cash. It could be a line of credit that you need to leverage. It could be somebody else's cash. It could be, I could be, you know, joint venturing with David or Hugo to buy my first property. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you get the cash, but you need it. Some, something's got to give, right? Yeah. So before you do anything, you need to assess that. And if you don't know how to do it properly, that's where you align yourself with a professional or someone who's investor focused from a financing perspective, guys like David and Hugo, guys like myself on the, you know, on the boots on the ground, on the realtor side, and you know, the rest of the professionals, the, the, the insurance guys and the, the, the lawyers, but you don't have to have all those people in the room to do, do a deal. No. You know, really it starts with, usually with financing or on my side, and, and on my side, I'll refer them to David, and on their side, they're gonna refer them to someone like me. And you know, a deal kind of happens there. But first, you just gotta, uh, you gotta know where the money's coming from. And if you don't have it, then don't don't be uh, 
don't discourage. You, you have to just look elsewhere. You have to look outside your outside the box, let's say, and does my friend have it? Does my colleague have it? Does my mom and dad have it? In my warm circle, who's got capital that's not being put to use? And let's, you know, let's, yeah, let's work. Create, create let's joint venture, right? Yeah. What about, what about purchasing a home where you're buying a house, let's say you want to live in Toronto, the price point's a little higher, and it's just out of your reach in terms of your affordability. What about buying a home that has a rental unit in it, living and renting, that's like, like a triplex. Be anywhere, really, it doesn't I, have to be Toronto. That, that was my first home. I could have afforded a single family home at the time, but I didn't want to. I bought a house in Oakville that was a duplex, so I could rent the other side. And it was just me and my wife, and then eventually, you know, my, my first daughter that lived there, and we were fine. And I did it because, you, you know, paid the I hell could. out of that mortgage for sure. Yeah, I paid it down, and I was able to save more money to buy yeah. more properties. Yeah. So, but if I didn't have a choice and I had to do that, and I couldn't afford it, I would do the same thing. I would buy a house that has a, an in-law suite, or a, a secondary unit, or buy a house that I could turn the basement into a secondary unit. That's a massive, massive trend. And at the mm -hmm. end, remind me, I'll, I'll give you someone to put on the, the podcast who specializes in secondary suites. Oh, because on the financing side, it makes it so much easier. It could be the difference between qualifying for half a million dollars and qualifying for a million dollars if you have that secondary or third suite. Yeah, not to get too technical about it, but uh, tell me if I'm wrong, that if to, to qualify the income on the second suite, it has to be a legal suite. Has to be legal suite. Yeah. Has to be legal suite, but if it's not a legal suite, you just have a small. Some lenders will use a smaller percentage of rental income. Okay. So instead of saying we'll use eighty percent of the income, maybe they'll use fifty percent. Some so lenders. If it's an in-law, they'll use fifty. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They change the income. Yeah, it's it's going to be a mass. It's it's already a massive trend. We we have I, I can't we don't have time to tell you all the investors that I'm working with right now who are in Hamilton, Niagara, and Kitchener literally buying single family homes, the typical mid-century type mm. bungalow with a side entrance, and we're spending 50, 60, 70, sometimes up to 100 grand to convert the basement into a legal suite because the cash flow is enormous. Yeah. We go from renting the, a single family home uh, from 18 to 2,000 a month plus utilities to generating 3,000, uh, 3,200, 3,400 a month. Wow. More than covers the cost of the rental. Yeah. And usually you can just refinance and then take refinancing that money out, right after. And then just, yeah. just go from there and move on to the, the next property. property. Exactly. So yeah. you need some capital up front, obviously, to get that done, down payment yeah. plus rentals. But it's a very, very worthy investment strategy, and it's working. But it's not going to work for that much longer. You know, you can only buy those seed properties, you know, in the 400s for so long. Yeah, because those right? prices are creeping up, right? North exactly. of five. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I know we're, we're kind of cutting down the uh, the battery life of the... Uh, of the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but also the attention span of some of the, the people, but sure. we'll put your, your info on, on online, but any last things you want to sort of throw it out there to anyone again, who's looking to get into the real estate market, who's still undecided and, um, uh, you know, um, nothing special. I, I think you, you just got to find, uh, either an advisor or a group of people. There's a lot of investment clubs out there. If you surround yourself with like-minded people who are already kind of achieving a similar success that what you want. That's going to be the main thing that, that, that kind of drives you. And then finding an advisor, a mortgage guys, real estate guys, that's going to be the thing that... And just, just doing it, man. Yeah, just Basically, do just do it. Just do it. I think sometimes, I think some of my real estate purchases, whether this is good or not, have, have involved a lot less of my time and energy of thinking about it than picking out a, a suit or something. But to be fair, even when I got started, I mean, I was a young kid and I wanted to just do it, but it was because I had a good advisor who literally grabbed me by the back of the neck and said, So when, you, when it was going, time to make that decision, yeah, yeah, you yeah. felt like I've already spoken to the financing, the lawyer, the accountant, I already know kind of what the parameters I have to work with and I'm, just, I'm good to go immediately. Yeah. 
Because then I think some like people that. spend too much time analyzing, not enough time analysis doing analysis paralysis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they just sort of stick around. And That's where someone good's going to grab you and say, "We're going." Yeah, exactly. You're good to go. Let's just do it. So just surround yourself with this, with the right person, the right team, and get it done. Get motivated and move on. Right. It's 2019. Get it's it done. done. It's not advice you haven't heard before, but if you keep hearing it over and over again, it must be true, right? It's probably true. Yeah. And in the dead of winter, great time to buy. I think that's what I learned here. Yeah. And even better time if it, there's a massive snowfall, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, I think I'm going to go buy a house in Niagara. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back. Enjoy the, uh, the rest of the week. Happy 2019. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers. See you later. Boom.